Welcome back, everyone, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsbirds. Well, your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. Apologies, we're a little bit late, folks, but we've got a guest, and he's a little bit behind, so we figured we'd wait a little bit. How are you doing, Andy? This this is my life, people. This is when we record the deep dive, when we do anything, just waiting for Drew. Waiting for Drew. Yeah, he had a bit of a, <clears throat> a bit of emergency. He'll be here in a couple minutes. But yeah, we are gonna the the joke I was making earlier in the week was I was almost betting against Alex because I wanted content. I wanted a game seven. So I'm I'm happy you won your bets. I'm happy you got your you. your funny your funny outrights. So we don't have a game seven. It would have been today. It would have been a Thursday night game, I believe, if not Friday, one of these, but yeah. no game seven. There's no hockey. The Olympics really haven't started to truly kick off. There's a few events. Gold Cup, we're waiting until the weekend until we get into that. I don't know shit about baseball. There's a little bit of tennis. I'm sure Alex probably bet on some tennis today, but like there's like not tennis. much for sports today. So we're said, well, just let's just do all Olympics. Drew and I have been busy this week, so we didn't have a t- chance to do like a full deep dive. I'm like, well, just come on. We'll go brown bagging it up. You can you can just rant on about Olympic shit as long as you want. I don't care how long this episode goes. Actually, I do. I have a haircut on Saturday, but we are going to end. We're doing some other recording this afternoon. But, yeah, the, the Olympics, are you excited at all? Like, I'm, I'm excited because we had a bunch of bads. Yeah, it's, I like the Olympics. I like the, the time that it's on. So, like, this morning I got up and got to watch a little bit of soccer. I like to watch that there's – Little different variations, like the soccer's U23, CC, so some different players. Swimming's fun. I love the track and field events. I watch, I like pole vaulting. I think that's really interesting. I watch all the sprints. I watch all the relays. Those are just the best. I, I don't know what it is I wa- love about watching people run in a circle, but it speaks to me. And we'll see if, you know, and again, the 100 yard dash to me, that's the premier event. That's what I want to see. Who's the fastest man in the world? Can they continue to break that record? And how comfortable can, you know, usually a Jamaican look? While, while destroying some sort of record. It's amazing. Yeah, just like looking into the camera while you cross the finish line kind of bullshit. It's stupid how fast some people are. I did a 40-yard dash before football season. My junior year, I ran like a 5-2. Like, I just don't have very long legs. I'm never going to be a very fast sprinter. I did win some ribbons in the elementary track meet. But, yeah, I thoroughly enjoy the pomp, the circumstance. Hopefully – Knock on wood, we don't have any COVID bullshit. Everybody's fine. If there is any COVID, hopefully it happens to the Japanese team because I've made some <laughs> Japanese gold medal unders. No offense to the hosts. Um, completely off topic and maybe a little too political is they should probably stop having this in different places and just everybody should take all their effing money, throw a bunch in the pot and like make it. Greece, Greece, fine. Greece doesn't have to pay a dime because they don't have any money anyway. America, China, all the big countries subsidize it. You make a big Olympic village, just have it there every time. Instead of having countries build all the shit. Go look at Rio. Like there's shanty there's shanty towns inside of those soccer stadiums they built. Rio hosts a clay tournament and they decided to build an entire new tennis complex so they could have hard courts for last time for tennis. Like the 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 shit they do to have an Olympics is actually stupid. It's good when your city doesn't win the bid. So and then yeah, cardboard beds would never stop me, says Patrick. That that is true as well. Like it's uh, a mess. some of the stuff, some of the stuff is a mess. But yeah, I'm excited. I've made a bunch of bets. Nothing a lot on 
individual events yet outside of Dong Dong in the men's trampoline. But uh, yeah, we'll get to some of that quick here. Uh, the overview. Wow. Maybe, maybe the biggest it. maybe the biggest thing you should take into account, and Drew and I were talking about this. I I don't have the old number. It was like 305 or 302 last time. There are more events. So when you're yeah. handicapping, <clears throat> when you're handicapping the gold medals for the various countries, and you're looking at what did they do last time, what did they do this time? The biggest thing to take into account is the new events. The, you know, the skateboarding, the skateboarding, the surfing. Yeah, climbing, surfing, karate. Some of the things they, yeah, the karate they added, the the kata, which is like if you remember the original Karate Kid when they're just like doing stuff on the beach and like very artfully, like it's just a single guy doing karate. Solo karate is the funniest thing in the world to me. It's, it's a phase. Not funny. It's, it's a phase it's in a, karate. I'm trying to remember what movie. I think it was a. It's probably a Jean Claude Van Damme movie, but like. Um, you get to Kata, that's practice, and then whatever the next one up is you actually fighting people, and that's the big tournament they have that he wins. I can't remember the name of it. Best of the best? But the name of the movie, I think, is the tournament. Booger from N Revenge of the Nerds dies in it. Oh, my God. I don't want to see that movie at all. Anyway. <laughs> Kumite. Kumite. Thank Kumite. you, Dan. Kumite in the chat. Dan, thank you. Um, but anyway, yes, there are like 30-some more medals this year. So when you're going to be handicapping the medals that we have, like you say, oh, they only had this many medals. Like, go look. Are you worried about them doing really well at karate, at surfing, at sport climbing? That is why the J the Japanese thing is higher this year. They are going to have a little bit of a higher medal count based on, you know, just some of the events. It's still too high, I think. But, yeah, 206 nations. That is actually a bit of a misnomer. It's actually 200. I, I'm the one who put these stats together, so I, I can't yell at anybody. But it is actually 205 nations plus – Something called Olympic refugees, which means they aren't like they don't have a country, but they're still. I, I'm going to dig further into that. I found that today. I just didn't have the time to find that. So, and here he is. Finally, we're framing him up with his gorgeous head of lettuce. There, Drew Denzik. You can hear him giggling. He is finally here to talk Olympics with us. We didn't really mention much. We talked about some John Clegg Van Damme movies and the fact that the medal count is higher. <clears throat> but I, I feel like you did make a bunch of swimming bets. We'll get to that. But most of sure. like what what percentage of the bankroll that you have bet on the Olympics right now, Drew, is on medal count? Oh, uh, of, of what I will ultimately bet is probably going to yeah. be about 25, 30 percent. Yeah. I, I, what about what I have said? What I have right now, 50, 50. I have about 50% of uh, my stuff into medals and then about 50% into the first uh, half of swimming. Uh, and then I'll probably roll over that half of swimming into more swimming. And then we'll pick, we'll try to pick off some other stuff in week two, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it, I, I got, I got a couple limit bets on Olympic refugees over, um, you know, we'll, we'll, I, not, not really. No, no. I but, didn't uh, see, I was going to say, I, I didn't see that market. I didn't see a total for Olympic refugees. No. Um, but no, the metal market is probably my, my favorite way to attack this because it is a two week sweat. Did you kind of go through the, uh, you know, what the, you know, some of our past experiences been in the Olympics and why this is so fun? Well, yeah. And just, it, it can turn, it can turn on some of these. And if you actually take the time and track everything and get it all organized, sometimes there are things that, like one event can turn several bets. Like we had the French, what the French under French ice, dancing, French ice dancing. 
yeah, French, you know, the French ice dancing. We had French under and Canadian over, and like the fact that Scott and Tessa won that, that that turned two bets for us. That was massive. I don't think we're gonna have something as high stakes as the ice dancing this time around. But I mean, there are a bunch where it's just like, um, you know, if you took some U.S. overs at a big plus number, and some Japan unders, there's some sports like Olympic baseball. softball, softball, baseball, yeah. Olympic softball, where it's like, you know, the, getting the getting the gold for the U.S. is gonna be super important because Japan yeah. and I have Japan unders. So, oh, yeah, if you if you I, I did bet Japan under and I did bet Aussie over gold. And uh, I'm looking forward to a women's tennis final between Barty and, and Osaka. Uh, that's you know, that, that's a that that market right now is even Steven uh, noobs. What uh, who, am I? Am I in good shape there? Do you think Barty can pull this through for Team Australia? It's tough. Osaka's got one of the toughest quarters in the draw. She's down there in the bottom. Podoroska's in there. Um, Bedosa's in there. There's a couple other names that I can't think of. Barty's got a pretty manageable quarter. It looks like she's going to get Krejcikova, maybe Pagula there, I think, in the quarterfinals, if I have those right. So I think Barty's looking okay. I mean, the second quarter's tough, but if she's playing decent tennis, she'll be in the final. I am. I have no idea what to tell you about Naomi Osaka. She is coming back after no tennis. We haven't seen her play, and that quarter looks really tough. I mean, her first-round match, Shai Shai Zhang, I think she's laying six-and-a-half games which is probably about right, maybe a half a game too many, but that match could be close. Zhang is the kind of player that's going to work her if she is not in shape and focus. So I think Barty will get there, but I'm a little concerned about Naomi. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I guess that's Japan, best case for us. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I know. Right. I mean, if you go, if, if, if Osaka's out early, that okay, because I bet into Japan under 27 and a half early. I bet it more on Japan 26 and a half as the line has continued to get deflated. Uh, this is that's going to be my biggest sweat among the medals by far. And I just I couldn't come close to that number without everything going right for Japan, which means Osaka wins gold, which means, you know, you know Hideki Matsuyama wins gold in golf. You know, like like every little thing has to go right for this. Keen Ishikori. Get it. Keen, right. run, I, run of his life. I, I wasn't counting on that's that. That's not happening. Keen Ishikori <laughs> defending bronze medalist, man. That's oh, right. Respect, man. Uh, but no, the, the, in reality, um, the, the Japan under, uh, you know, you do see in general, a huge bump for the home nation because they get to kind of rig the game a little, right? Not only do they have a little bit of home officiating when everything that is judged because usually, you know, but you know, they usually get a bump from the home crowd. Oh, by the way, there's not going to be crowds this year. They usually do get a bump from like, okay, we get to install our own sports. Well, they pick baseball. That's one gold. You know, you can't juice yeah. your gold medal count with a team sport where you get one gold after two weeks of playing games. You know, so there's a lot of sort of small things that I think went into kind of inflating this number that really may not come to fruition. And, you know, you go back and you look at Japan's performance in the last you know handful of Olympics, even like I guess their best, um, the, the absolute best uh, they did was when it was in Beijing. And that is not a surprise because, of course, Beijing is in the same time zone as yep. them. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, it, you know, you're traveling less, you're more, you know, you're less, what's the circadian effect isn't really yeah, there. Rhythms are okay. Yeah, your, yeah, your circadian rhythms are okay. So you're performing near your peak and you do pretty well. Well, they won nine goals. You know, like it, it's, it's, it's such a leap to go from yeah. where they were to what they're asked to do in this Olympics that I just don't think it's possible. And, you know, the, the, the AP came out with their projections. They talked to everyone who's an expert covering every sport and came up with the, their best guess 
for every single medal that gets awarded. And they had 27 gold medals for uh, for Japan. And you know how they got there? With 11 judo medals, 11 judo medals assigned to Japan. And that is really where the buck stopped with me because 11 medals for judo in Japan would be an absolute smashing record relative to years past, you know, re relative to Olympics past, and especially relative to world championships, which were held a couple of months ago. Japan won six. How many this, uh, <laughs> judo medals are there? There is it uh, 11? 15. Is it 15? There 15. 15. So they'd have to yeah. win 11 out of 15 for their best That's... case. And, and yeah, the biggest part of that was, you know, Oh, and we'll get to world championships and just how much time we've spent looking at world championship results. But <laughs> and that's the thing. So some of these world championships they weren't held this year. Some yeah. of them weren't even really held last year. They were really early last year. So you're not yeah. looking at terribly current results on some world championship results. But like judo is one where we actually have a very good sample and a good example because it was very recently they won. You know, like thirty percent of the golds rather than the yeah. projected. 65 70 yes like if, if, if they're you know if it's if the run rate is anywhere similar japan's best case scenario is like 22 goals yeah japan yeah. under is very juicy right now somebody mentioned the u.s trending you know what we have on screen here 46 and a half is something i took at a place that had it at like two to one yeah. there are much Plus, better if you if you want a less 43 juicy you can get 43 and a half for basically even right now uh yeah. pretty close you can um, get but, some lower yeah. numbers on the U.S. for sure. I took, I took, because I do think they have a very long tail to the over, just with the, the volume of you know c competitors they have. So I took this at like two to one, but yeah, I'd play it at an even money at a couple medals less. Russia, Russia was seventeen, wasn't it? Seventeen and a half. I think it's, I might have. It's going up. Oh yeah, no, it's no, it's no, it's not thirteen and a half. Yeah, and in fact, it, there are places you can get it less juicy at nineteen and a half, and I would still play that over. But these are my favorite. Yeah, these are my favorite looks. South Korea Russia, over. Russia was probably my favorite. Um, Japan's second favorite for sure. Let me run through these and give you my 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 one second handicap. South Korea gold over. You get military exemption if you get a gold for South Korea. That little added motivation is all that I needed to know. Uh, on top of the fact that you have auto gold in Taekwondo and auto gold in archery. So uh, South Korea over golds is fun. Oh, plus the circadian rhythm thing. You know, if it's working for Japan, it's working for Korea. Egg. It's working for Korea. Um, Australia over again, circadian rhythm thing, same time zone. All those athletes, uh, you know, and in general, Australia underperforms at Olympics in general. That's because they last couple were in Rio, last couple, you know, Europe, London. like, yeah, no, yeah, London. No, 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 uh, no surprises there. And their women's swim program is so, so, so strong coming into this Olympics that they could make that number almost themselves. Like, I, I can conceivably find nine golds for the women's swimming program for Australia, which gets you really, really close. And there are some auto, uh, you know, there are some auto golds for them in kayaking. Um, a couple of other, what are the other random ones for Australia? Do you remember cycling? Oh, yeah. There's I a women's cycling gold for them. So much sailing. I have three golds for Australia in sailing. Um, yeah. So I, I think Australia could cruise if they're as long as their women's swim program does not no show Australia cruises Russia over cool. Yeah. So you're not worried about the Australia pool nonsense that people were talking about a little bit? <laughs> I brought that up yesterday. How'd you hear that? I brought it up. Well, somebody did. told me about it yesterday. <laughs> I don't think it's true. I think okay, so just just to put a point on this, the the the, the Australian um trials were held in Adelaide and the Australian 
swimmers swim out of their goddamn minds. And one of two things is true. Either they're that much better than anyone expected or the pool was a little shorter than 50 meters <laughs> and no one can really tell you what is the actual truth there a lot of conspiracy that is short pool but i i'm not i'm i don't subscribe to that i think they are just that good um and you know you go back to you know world championships in 2019 world championships in 2017 like they've been coming on like you know they've been getting better and they have a couple of women who are at their absolute peak titmus uh, and uh, Kaylee, uh, in particular, look like they are at their peak. Um, we'll get into s- some more swimming, I'm guessing, in a second. Um, so we'll circle back on this. But I'm not buying into the pool conspiracy theory. No, uh, I, I have them down for 14. Like, yeah, Australia gets okay. 14. Yeah. Okay, I love it. Uh, the Russia over is basically like this total was deflated um, because last Olympics there were so many suspensions and so many that didn't get counted. Track? Yeah, how'd they do in track and field last time around? Zero. Zero, zero gold. gold. Yeah, zero gold. So the likelihood that they get a couple of air. And also, they have a strong swimming program. Men's On the men's side, I can see them getting four. On the gymnastics, I can see them getting five. Uh, so this is a, you know, this is going to be, uh, it's going to be tight at seven, 17 and a half. I think it was a good over 19 and a half is going to be a little tight. Uh, but I, I still think, uh, you know, this, this Russian team is going to be impressive. And, Again, you want you want a conspiracy theory? You want a conspiracy theory that has a little more legs? Yes, Uh, I do. The Russian national (laughs) team has been doping out of their minds during the pandemic because there hasn't been any out of training testing. That I think has legs. Yeah, it it checks out that angle. (laughs) It checks out, and yeah, they're they're good. They crush synchronized swimming. They should get a couple wrestling medals. Two guaranteed swimming. Fencing, I believe, if I had to double check. Yeah, they're they're gonna do they're gonna do some things and gymnastics. They'll do well in men's gymnastics, especially. Yep, one hundred percent agreed. So, uh, and that leaves us with the U.S. How are we getting over forty six? Mostly on the back of very strong track and field performance. Uh, If you watched any of U.S. trials, the swimming was disappointing and the track was exhilarating. They were very, 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 very fast. Uh, We're potentially going to uh, dominate in the men's sprinting um, and uh, the field events. So, you know, surprisingly, we, you know, usually the Eastern Europeans and Russians are kind of the teams to beat in the field. Um, but some of our field uh, expectation is is pretty out, you know, it's, it's pretty, uh, pretty bullish. Um, so this could be a really, uh, a really great Olympics for us in week two. Um, this is Yeah, so this is one of those where week one, maybe you're like, holy, holy smokes, we only have 12. This is a dead nut loser. And then in week two, they all come in. <laughs> so uh, obviously our women's gymnastics too. I didn't mention them, but that's that's like five auto. That, this is a tough one. I, I have this again because it was almost two to one. I think my average price on this is like plus 195 to get 47. But like if there's an outbreak in COVID, like I, I actually feel kind of sketchy having some of these overs now. If there's an outbreak and like – the U.S. swimming or the U.S. track team, like this is a loss. This is a well, we're, we're our a vaccination rate is way higher, though, man. I would say that, that, that that's us. the thing. We we should be yeah. And the only under we did bet. How how's the vaccination rate in Japan right now? I don't think it's very good. Actually, exactly. no, not they great. waited to get their own vaccine, which means they're a few months behind mobilizing everything. And if you go back and read some of the reporting, it's just about the lowest rate of a first world country by a lot. Yeah. Quick funny story. There is a Japanese swimmer who is expected to win one gold, uh, Sato, uh, in the 4 a.m. He's going to win that early. Uh, <laughs> he could have potentially won three golds 
if they had let him train with the Japanese national team. But you know what? They suspended him. And you know why? It's because there were pictures of him with a woman who was not his wife that were put in the tabloids. And that is against the rules for the Japanese national swim team. You get bad luck. suspension, suspension for, uh, for um, uh, dishonoring the swim team. Uh, and uh, for those reasons, he's probably only going to come home with one. You're lucky this isn't like a hundred years ago. I saw the last samurai, those people who <laughs> yeah. did the swords and stuff when you dishonored the, dishonor the, uh, the old country there. Right. So yeah, we're, world champ. We already kind of touched on world championships, but like, I think if this were my advice to you, even handicapping it now, like that's the thing, like these metal bets are going to come down tomorrow. You're not going to be betting into these metal markets anymore, but like, yeah. Uh, you know, and with tennis, it's different. Tennis, we obviously have a very robust tennis tour for men and women. We have obviously the NBA and other leagues in basketball. For some of these smaller sports, karate, judo, fencing, when you get to the winter sports in a couple of years, the the skiing stuff, the world championships for, you know, a lot of the, the winter sports as well, like start digging. This is your information. Like, and it's yeah. actually pretty readily available. You can check into not only the the results, but you, there's like articles. Like people are yeah. really into some of these sports, and they're told articles say, you know, you you go look at the results, and then you read some articles about it, get some context. Like were these just same as anything we do in any sport? Like, yeah, did tennis player A actually beat the pants off tennis player B, or was something going on? So dig into the context as well. But yeah, I think outside of that, Drew, what what else did you dig into besides oh, swimming? Swimming. 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 I'm up to my I'm up I'm up to my neck in uh, in the deep end of the swimming pool right now, uh, you know, doing the swimming handicap. And like you mentioned, the the past world championship cycles are hugely informative. Uh, You had worlds in 2017, worlds in 2019. And now it has been two years since we've seen real international competition between these athletes. Uh, there were some fascinating things that happened in Worlds in 2019. Um, we had a couple of breakout swimmers. Reagan Smith uh, like set some world records, but then she has faded big time compared to like you just look at her. Tri- you know, again, you look at the times. Her times at the World Champions of 2019. You compare them to the times that she swam at trials two months ago, and she is very clearly off her peak. So expecting her to go and just you know. All, drop a nuke and win golds in backstroke, I think is pretty unlikely. Um, and then the opposite is true of a guy like Caleb Dressel. He's our best hope among the American men's swimming team. Uh, he presumably, if this is a fast pool, if there's energy, if there's life, if the, if the, you know, if the, uh, you know, the, the coaches and the managers can really kind of bring some energy, we could see Caleb Dressel set some world records here in the hunter fly 50 free hundred free. Those are his best events. Um, and, uh, he's probably our best chance at a guy getting multiple gold medals. His, his goal Paul is probably peaking at about four. It's tough for me to see him winning more than one of the relay golds. Um, and then, uh, on the women's side, of course, the kind of captain leader, a matriarch is the wrong word, I guess, but the kind of the most experienced swimmer of the team is of course, Katie Ledecky. And she comes in as uh, the reigning Olympic gold in the 200 free, 400 free, 800 free, right? They've added the 1500 free where she's the proverbial favorite, right? So she's going to swim those same four events in these Olympics, uh, but she is only the favorite in the two long ones. The two short ones, she is the dog to uh, an Australian swimmer named um, Ariane uh, Titmus, Arnie uh, Titmus, who... uh, 
is rightfully the favorite in the 400 free. And actually, if you want to kind of get a bellwether of how these Olympics are going to go, particularly for Australia and the U.S., you need to watch the women's 400 freestyle final. That is going to be on Sunday, and we are going to see Katie Ledecky versus Titmus. And this is going to be one of the most anticipated, one of the most uh, exciting and interesting races because, of course, as we mentioned, Ledecky is the world record holder from the last Olympic cycle. She is the reigning gold medalist. And Titmus almost broke her world record at Australian trials where she has rumored that she was not fully tapered, which means that you could see her absolutely blow, you know, blow it out of the water. But we know for sure that Ledecky's times from trials were not indicative of what she is capable of. She was doing 6,000 meters a day swimming through trials because there was absolutely no question whether or not she was going to make the team in the events that she made the team in, right? She, she dominated the U.S. in all four that she qualified for, and she swam through trials 6,000 meters a day. So it is, you know, she is going to be tapered for the first time in a long time for this Olympics. And we get to learn is like, is she past her peak or is she capable of doing what we saw from her five years ago uh, in Rio where she was like, it was a joke where it was like, oh, there's the gold medalist and you don't even see the silver and the bronze on the screen. Yeah. You know, well, especially like, in like a, something like the eight or the laughing. 15, yeah. Yeah. Right. Laughing, the, the laughing. longer distance yeah. ones. And, and anybody, yeah. Like what drew drew is, I mean, drew swam collegiately drew understands this and drew's bet a shitload of swimming uh, in the last Olympics. But like the, the taper thing, that is the most interesting thing to me is like, I'm trying to even think of a comparison because yeah, like when you get to these qualifying meets, you need to like essentially you're tapering so your body can get to that peak where you're having the most possible energy, the least what lactic acid in your muscles, and you can swim your best time. Yeah. And it's just she was in such a no doubt spot to obviously win the you know do well and make it in all her events that she just said fuck it I don't I don't need to like take a break from training yeah I'm just gonna continue to train like nothing else is happening and just get ready for my best performances to be yeah. at the Olympics. So I, yeah, I'm excited for those ones real quick. Uh, many sports use taper. Many sports use this concept. It's basically just rest, right? Like you, it, during your training portion of your cycle, you are breaking your body down to its limit day in, day out. And then in the few weeks that lead up to it, you do a little less and a little less and a little less and a little less. You increase your rest a little more and a little more and a little more. And then you are basically like this rubber band that is just ready to explode, right? Like fighting, they do it for sure. Track and running, you know, they do it for sure. Individual sports where you have, you know, one day, you know, one goal, one performance, you know, a, a, a single performance that you are keyed on. Uh, you see this type of training used pretty regularly. And what's interesting about this and one of the reasons the United States swimming has always had an advantage over the likes of Australia at the Olympics is because of our collegiate swimming program, right? We have a, this deal where you have all these conferences, right? And conference championships happen in like the beginning of March. And you train from November to February, like Mac peak training as much as you can do any, at any given day, break your body down to its limit. And then from February to the end of March, you taper down for conference championships. Everybody goes out, swims their absolute fastest they can possibly swim at conference championships. And then there's about a three-week gap before NC2As, where we where we where the the fastest 
people, irrespective of who wins conference championships, qualify and go swim at NC2As. And all of those, those, you know, the best swimmers we have in America, all of them uh, – Get, you know, bring their yardage back up for a week and then do a second taper and then perform even faster at NC2As, right? And so they've all kind of gone through this sort of cycle of double taper, you know, and had their second performance even faster than their first. And that's, what's, that's what you have to do when it comes to trials and Olympics, right? Because you can't risk it and not taper for trials unless you're Katie Ledecky. She's the only person that I know of that like swam through trials and did not taper for trials. You can't risk missing your spot on the Olympic team because you don't have your best performance in that day because only two people make it, right? Yeah. And so everybody on the Olympic US Olympic team has gone through this before in college where they taper for trials, go back up and then taper for the Olympics and then perform their best. Uh, they don't do that in Australia. The double taper thing has always kind of screwed them up. A lot of them swim their fastest ever swims at trials and then can't repeat it at Olymp at the Olympics. Um, and so that is, that is historically what has given us an advantage in Olympic swimming, in my opinion. Uh, that advantage is waning, number one, because the pandemic completely screwed up college swimming the last two years. Oh, and then, you're, um, not, you're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> and then number two, uh, there's been sort of like a, a European and invasion in the U.S. swimming. Like there's been it's like in vogue now to hire an international coach who can identify talent. At, you know, from Europe in like kind of the younger among younger swimmers and bring them over to America and put them through the NCAA system. So you look if you look at any of the NC2A uh, like final heats, uh, it's like 50 50 now between U.S. and international swimmers, whereas before it used to be just 100 percent. So everybody has kind of gotten the experience now, too, which takes that advantage away from us a little bit. And also, uh, you know, the Australians figured this out and like they kind of came into this cycle like specifically like we are going to double taper and we're going to do it right. And all of our swimmers are going to hit their taper this time at the Olympics at their peak. Uh, and so for those reasons, I think there's a number of uh, swimmers you can bet on, but this like is I said, like a good sports movie. We're like the two, like <laughs> oh, bring yeah. it on oh, yeah. or like the two teams are just, they're going to, I don't know. This taper thing makes me think of like, I wouldn't do stuff with my girlfriend for like two days before sporting events. There you to go. Like have that to have that ultimate testosterone built. Absolutely, into yeah. absolutely. You know, you know it, man. I know. Legs, women, women. Oh, my my old swim coach, women weaken legs. Women weaken legs. That's what we he do. used to tell us. I don't know if that's true or not. It um, is true. <laughs> but uh, here's the, uh, the so. I guess, do you have an opinion, Andy, now that I've kind of broken this down between Titmus and Ledecky? Titmus, of course, almost broke the world record at Aussie Trials in the 400 free. Ledecky completely swam through it. Do you think she was playing possum and that she can find that kind of champion gear and uh, and beat uh, you know a swimmer who may be kind of on the pinnacle of her best ever? Uh, or do you think uh, you know Ledecky is past peak? That's right. I think Ledecky will win. I think it'll be very wow. close, but I, I just, I think you, you, didn't even get, you didn't even get to see her best time. No, and, and it's I think, totally I think she, unknown. I think she was hiding it on purpose just because she's like, it's, I'm going to, I'm going to F this girl. She's going to lull her into a, a false, sense of, false sense of security and take her, take her out. 
you know, just, I don't know. I'm thinking of like, I would said like drowner, but they don't do that. Like, <laughs> the, the, I really doubt any of these will drown. They're, they're all very good swimmers. Um, yeah, it sucks that swimming's right away. Track, we'll, we'll do some stuff on the deep dive probably next week or maybe come back here or something. We'll talk some track and field next week. None of that shit even really starts yet. Like it's all, yeah. it's, it's a weird cycle. Like swimming and track are kind of separate. They do swimming and then they do track. Obviously soccer and softball have kind of kicked off. Opening ceremonies are tomorrow. I'm pumped. You you sound very pumped for. I'm still pumped for swimming. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm jacked yeah. for all of it. But uh, yeah, we'll yeah. we'll uh we'll do more of this. We'll get some more Olympic stuff as we go along. So tit, thanks yeah, for tit, joining titness, us today, Drew. The Titness Ledecky head to head is one you won't want to miss on Sunday. And and like it could affect like if Titness loses, that could affect like the whole Aussie women's team. Like that could shake their confidence a little bit because yeah. this you know like if they're like oh. We thought we had this one because and like the betting market, by the way, they opened them about um, about even odds between these two women. And Titmus got bet up to minus 400 and she's coming down now. Like somebody basically was waiting for this to get to the peak and has been hammering Ledecky. She's been bet from like plus 250 back down to about plus 120, plus 140, depending on where you shop. Sure. And our, our friend, uh, the food snob frog. Is mentioning they do drown each other in water polo. That is like that a thing. is true. Like holding That's each other true. in the water. Like it, it that is. looks brutal. I'm not a strong enough swimmer for like I don't know if I can do a solid four hundred right now. Water polo is stupid. Never was great at treading water. So all right, Drew. Well, we thank you for spending some time with us this morning talking sim Olympics. Thanks to the sponsor WinBet, where you get your five hundred dollars free bets. We're still giving Olympic Yetis away. They have nothing to do with the Olympics. I'm just going to call it an Olympic Yeti because <laughs> we're at that point of the of the cycle of calendar. This is Olympics starting, I guess, kind of like if you want to watch the live opening ceremonies, it's like early tomorrow morning. I'm just going to watch it with the family at night. And uh, Twitter has spoken. I asked, what should I grill? I guess I'm a, just a big, stupid idiot. Wagyu. Like, <laughs> so, like eight people said that immediately. I'm like, oh yeah, like that yeah. does make sense. It's in Something Tokyo, so. yeah, obviously, easy squeezy. Well, yeah. uh, we'll catch you guys tomorrow. We'll talk a bunch of NBA. And thanks for joining us. And give me a thumbs up and bless you, Drew. Thank you.